Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormones podcast. This is episode number 48. What is involved in a parasite or bacteria protocol and how do I stick to my goals during the festive season? I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, and I'm so excited to have you here. And I just want to remind you about the Gut Hormone Workshop, my online workshop where you learn about the connection between your gut, your digestive system, and your hormones. This is an online workshop that has sold out all around the country, and I just love seeing the changes in women's and the aha moments um, when they either join the workshop face-to-face or they go in and join the online version of it as well. So make sure you jump in, uh, grab a copy of that, sit down, have a listen and hit me up with any questions you might have. Today we're talking about what is involved in your parasite and bacteria protocols and also due to your overwhelming response on Instagram, how do you stick to your goals, not overeat or undereat or get digestive upsets during the festive season? Because I know this was a massive thing for me, even just during quote unquote normal life and socializing and worrying about getting those digestive systems. So before we get into the nitty and gritty of it, I wanna tell you that there are thousands of protocols out there. Every practitioner is different. They have slightly different parasite protocols, um, SIBO protocols, bacteria protocols, yeast protocols, healing protocols. So everyone's slightly different. Um, and this is just my intake on it from my study and experience and learnings as well. So. Every practitioner uses slightly different brands, but often with similar ingredients. So, you know, usually I'd say there's no right or wrong brand, but obviously look at the ingredients list, look at the quality of the brand. Um, You know, if you see something on Instagram about a brand, and I have this sometimes, some be like, oh, but this, you know, health professional said I should be taking X, Y, Z. I said, yeah, actually, that's cool. That's fine. That's very similar to what I recommend. Just these ingredients are slightly different as well. So... Please don't try to follow a protocol through Instagram or Pinterest or the web or something like that. You need to do what's right for you and your body. And this does come back down to testing and working with a practitioner. So make sure you, yeah, look into things in detail if you are taking stuff at home or doing your own protocol. Um, it is really tricky to do by yourself and also your access to the most quality ingredients. It's like anything. It's like doing your own gym training program you can do it um, but unless you're an expert in the field or you're surrounded by experts it is quite tricky sometimes so it's easier to go down the group fitness route or follow an app or do something like that Um, and it's the same with taking supplements and things you also need to understand that okay each supplement varies the quantity varies the things that are in them vary um, as long you know as well as your own medical and health diagnosis as well, as well as what you're eating, exercise, your stress, all those other factors as well. So 
you need to ask yourself before you start these protocols, am I ready for this? Is my body ready for this? It takes a lot of time, energy, healing, compliance to go into some of these protocols. Um, personally, I have quite a soft approach. Um, I'm a softer person when it comes to dealing with my clients because of my own experience with healing. I found it really hard when I was working with some practitioners who didn't give me enough context and were just like, here's all the supplements you need to take. I will see you in six weeks or eight weeks and let me know how it goes. And I was like, flip, there's all this stuff. How, where do I start? How do I source it all? Da, 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 da. Like, what if something happens? Like, I was really, really overwhelmed. So now, working online for my one-on-one clients, they do have that access to me to ask questions when things change or supplements run out or, you know, they're unsure about something as well, um, you know, which is quite rare. You don't have many health professionals who you can just message at any time. But also, you know, understanding that people want to make this fit around their lifestyle as well. So sometimes I need to understand that you need a, hard, a harder approach because you need a real like definite yes or no, this is what I can or can't do. But also, I want to make this achievable. And when you're going too hard too fast, you often don't follow through. It's too much. The diet's too hard. The detoxing, everything's just too much for your body as well. So... There are a different, you know, different uh, approaches with your protocols as well. And like I said, some people are really strict. Some people just give you your supplements and off you go. I do like to take a more holistic approach and make sure that your adrenals and your hormones and your whole body and your immune system is ready to go into some kind of healing protocol as well. So let's explore the different types of protocols I use with women who have done a GI map or are presenting with you know, these these different overgrowths. So often I'll see parasites on a GI map. So these do require immune support because often the parasite has been there for quite a long time, um, often unknown to us, but usually the women I'm seeing take gut issues for minimum six to 12 months, but usually more like six to 12 years. Uh, so understanding that your immune system's gonna need a level of support. So that might look like Saccharomyces boulardii or, uh, you know, spore-based probiotic that's going to start to regulate those bacterial overgrowth as well as some mucosal support so that you can start to repair and rebuild that gut lining. And often we see that in healing herbal blends like marshmallow or zinc or licorice, some have got glutamine or collagen. So these different, you know, slippery elms, another one as well, actually, different herbal um, blends or gut healing blends that you'll start to see once you start to see a couple you start to go oh they're all kind of similar but with different ingredients they can be really really supportive as well but your big ones is making sure you've got a biofilm buster an antibiotic blend um, some digestive support and a binder okay so biofilm you want to break down the biofilm around the candida or the yeast or the parasite because they build up what I call a little bomb shelter around them and the biggest reason you're struggling to get rid of some of these bacteria candida or parasites is because they've built this cellulose shelter as such around them so that your antifungal antimicrobial or antibiotics cannot get to them and um, remove them out of the gut effectively 
Digestive support is really, really important as well because your digestive system usually is under quite a lot of stress. And I've talked about this with some of your nutrient-dense foods or dairy or gluten and why we can't break them down properly. But understanding that, you know, if you're low in zinc or sodium and you can't produce enough stomach acid or your diet, your um, good bacteria is out of balance and you can't digest them properly, then there's going to be issues there as well. Uh, also having a specific um, either antibiotic blend maybe is good for a parasite or some antimicrobials. Um, the antibiotic blend may come from a compounded pharmacist, um, but you need to do a specialised protocol with that as well. But otherwise, some people choose to use herbs alone. They just can take um, a good few months with the parasite as well. So. Uh, bacteria protocol is similar but usually without the antibiotics so it depends on the bacteria that are present but some of these do produce a lot of toxins uh, which can damage that mucosal lining and even sometimes bacteria that we'll see in your GI map may indicate that some SIBO or small intestinal bacteria Overgrowth may be present, which can come from a few different reasons. If you're not um, pooping enough or if there's poor what we call peristalsis in the gut, um, there may be other issues rather than just um, that the bacteria yeah, has overgrown from poor diet or lifestyle factors. I always use a binder in parasite and bacteria protocols because it will help to bind up those toxins that are produced, especially as the pathogen or the bacteria um, starts to die off. Like I said earlier, sporal yeast-based probiotics like Saccharomyces boulardii are really helpful, especially when there is a bacteria imbalance because sometimes just adding bacteria on top of bacteria can cause more symptoms and so make them you know, worse rather than better. Depends on the person's financial situation, but adding another probiotic on top, like I said, sometimes it's not beneficial, but other times, if I know that you're really low in bifobactam or lactobacillus and you're presenting you know, with a lot of those symptoms, like maybe it's thrush or something, it can be really helpful to layer these on top to really boost that um, bacteria strain. Now, diet is really different with um, with a protocol versus your general kind of healing. And like I said last uh, last episode, making sure your gut's right first um, before you can add in, you know, to meat, starchy foods, or sometimes dairy or gluten and other things is really important. So I like to, in these healing protocols, just ensure you're eating a lot of those easy-to-digest, nutrient-dense foods and steering away from foods that... You know are hard to digest but also um, can cause more issues as well and also from your GI map you can see whether you're eating a lot of fat or whether you're eating more of a plant-based diet and in some sentences the plant-based diet is better because the fiber is going to feed certain strains of bacteria but then we do need to be careful in what plant fibers as well because some are quite hard to break down and digest. Um, and again, it depends whether you struggle with constipation or loose stools. So some people can tolerate some FODMAP foods or some forms of fibre and other people, it's just a no-go at all. So that's kind of the first point. So if you're going through one of those protocols and then you look at November, December, January and go, oh, flipped, <laughs> then I've got all these holidays coming up. <laughs> that's not really how you talk, but anyway. 
um, then you're going, okay, well, how do I stick to my goals over the holidays? And not only your protocol goals, but also just general, you know, I think about women in the gut health solution and they're going to sort of come out of that at the start of December and then go, oh, but we've got December, January ahead. I've learned all this stuff. How am I going to continue implementing it? What's that going to be like? I'm not in the group anymore. I don't have shared and support. How do I bounce these things off each other? Like those kinds of things. So I just want to cover some of the main areas that I know that um, a lot of the women struggle with. So you think about wine and you think about alcohol and you go, okay, well, what if I want to have a festive drink? Is that going to ruin all my hard work? No, that's not going to ruin all your hard work, but I still encourage you to make good choices. Can you drink gin and soda water with a little bit of juice if you want a bit of flavor? Or can you have, you know, your vodka and soda or something that's lower in sugar, but also something, you know, that's not going to flare up your gut because sometimes we notice there are a lot of good um, low sugar or sugar free drinks, but the additives in them can be quite damaging on your gut lining. So I like to go gin soda is my general with maybe a squeeze of lime, but sometimes you know I'll add a little bit of orange juice. Pulp free is a really good option because the pulp can flare up your gut. So add a little bit of that in if you want that little bit of sweetness or flavor as well, or a little bit of coconut water in some people is a good idea. If you're gonna have wine, the fermented beverages can, like beer, wine, cider, can flare up your symptoms. So I would opt against it unless you know that you're not gonna get a reaction from it. Because the thing is here, is that it's not so much about ruining all your hard work. It's like, what symptoms do you wanna live with on Christmas day or you know New Year's Eve? Do you wanna be bloated? Do you wanna be constipated for the next couple of days? rather than going, oh, you know, because you've come to me or you're, you know, following my stuff because you've got some kind of digestive issues or you're trying to eat better or do all these things. And it's not just about weight loss or calorie restrictions. It's actually about quality of life. So for me, I wouldn't go drink a beer because it's going to make me feel awful because I don't digest gluten well at all. So I would stick to my gin and my soda water or, you know, half a glass of wine or maybe a full glass of wine if I really like the wine. But again, you think about red wine, does it give you headaches? What's the kickback effect from it? So find things that are not going to make you feel awful as well. So pre-make your own punch or bring your own bottle drinks or you know there are some on the market now where you can get your soda water and your gin or your lime or this and that think about balancing your blood sugars so eating around your drinking as well so that you don't cause these dysregulations because that's where some of the biggest issues come with hormone imbalances is we stop eating and we start drinking um, or you know often you drink and drink and drink during the day and then you might get the munchies later and you eat a whole heap of stuff that you wouldn't normally eat kind of thing so keeping those blood sugar balances eating regularly so eating your protein carbs and fats at every meal as well is going to be really really important around your drinking habits and having water in between um, I know it's an old thing to say but it's very true uh, because obviously it's going to keep you hydrated and it's going to break up your drinks and stop you drinking as much as well. Um, so thinking about sweets, people talk about sweets for sharing at work or festive low-fat snacks or having the restraints around snacking foods as well. So 
Think about, you know, if it's BYO, what can you bring that's really rich in fiber, like your carrot sticks, your celery, your cucumber, your capsicum, those kinds of things that you know are safe to munch on. Your fruit and veggie sticks, if there's fruits that are low FODMAP or fruits that you know you really like, like strawberries or berries or apples or whatever it is, cut up a whole heap of them and bring them along so that you've got stuff that's going to fill your stomach with all that fiber and liquid because you know a lot of our fruits and veggies have a higher water content as well so that you're going to be less likely to just snack on crackers which are not going to fill you up in the same way so doing that but then also having a bit of protein or fat with them can you do boiled eggs can you do hummus can you do your liver can you make dips at home roast a whole heap of veggies and blend them up you know with a little bit of olive oil or a little bit of water to give a little bit of liquid a little bit of tahini in it um, to make it you know a thick rich dip but that's got that sort of filling element to it as well um, you know having a little bit of meat in there making some healthy easy meatballs get a little bit of chicken mince or turkey mince and just roll them up in balls with some of your flavorous favorite seasonings uh, so that they're there so BYO snacks are probably the easiest because then you know that you've got a plate of stuff you can eat uh, if it's you know office parties or things make some sweet potato brownies there's heaps of great recipes out there make snacks that you know you can eat without feeling awful about um, and also things that have got a protein content in it so you're less likely to overeat as well rather than a block of chocolate which you can snack on quite easily so those things are really important um, if you're at a group setting grab a small plate and get a plate of different things that you like and then you know don't just keep standing next to the food grazing table like I do and just keep eating all the cheese um, so that can be a really great way to monitor your food intake as well if you can eat before you go out so you're not as hungry and you're not there starving and just start drinking and then just snacking on cheese and chocolate and things that can be really helpful as well. But the fiber one is the, the one of the biggest one making, you know, going for the veggies and the fruits and the things that are going to make your stomach feel full from lower calorie dense foods. But also if you're worried about your bacteria or your candida overgrowth as well, going for those lower FODMAP options, um, but also, you know, not stressing so much about the sugar in the fruits, but just going, what can I eat in this situation that's, you know, going to keep me full and keep me okay um, that's sort of going to get me through the afternoon and the evening or like I said making or baking your own treats as well going for those little bit more savory options a little bit of hard cheese um, but again don't worry about the restraints or the guilt or you know because what you do for the rest of the day or the rest of that week from Christmas to New Year's Eve matters as well one evening isn't going to kill all your hard work uh, so just make healthy choices during the day eat a little bit lighter during the day if you know you've got a big Christmas dinner at night or something eat a little bit more fruit or a little bit more veggies uh, but still having enough protein and fat in there as well so you just keep full and balanced as you normally would if you're worried about stomach pain bloating IBS make sure you have your digestive enzymes if you eat out put your dressings and sauces on the sides get a bit of grilled meat uh, get things that you know you know you can sort of tolerate aim to have a good serve of veggies in there and the carbs in there as well because they are going to help um, balance those blood sugars and keep you full but again don't stress about feeding the parasite or the candida overgrowth because a lot of your supplements are going to do the heavy lifting during that time but 
label, you know, talk to your practitioner, um, make sure, you know, you've got your supplements on hand if you need to. If you're going camping or traveling and you're worried about taking your supplements, again, talk to your practitioner and see what ones are easy to take with you. What are your essentials? What are your non-essentials? What can you stop for a week or two without being a big deal? That's really, really important as well. So, Again, high FODMAP foods, um, enzymes can help break them down as well. Take your supplements if you need to. So, you know, your magnesium to stop your constipation, your digestive enzymes, um, your liver for your nutrient density and your B vitamins. So think about those things and go, okay, what, what, what supplements are going to be really helpful? What good choices can I make around alcohol if I still want to have a few drinks? I'm going, you know, to a party or I'm hosting a party. What food can I bring? Uh, what can I load it with fiber so that I don't overeat on other things? Can I eat before I go out? Can I eat around my drinking? Am I having enough fluid intake as well? What am I doing for the rest of the day? So how can I make these, you know, 80-20 rule, you know, make most of your meals within your sort of guidelines and if there's 20% or whatever that falls out, it's not a big deal. And remember, this is only, you know, one week of the whole year in a sense as well. So just think about those things and think about, yeah, making those good food choices. And as always, reach out to your practitioner if you sort of go, I've got this and this coming up. What should I take or what supplements should I take as well? So I hope that was helpful because I know a lot of you do struggle with this over the festive season. I want you to enjoy that time and not stress about your protocols. If that means you need to take a week off, that's totally okay as well. We all take breaks from things, right? So understand that I would recommend staying on top of your supplements over this time if you can because it is, like I said, it is going to do the heavy lifting and it is going to help some of those things for you, especially some of those antimicrobial ones. Um, but then making wise food choices, enjoying your time out, enjoying foods that maybe you wouldn't normally eat, just monitoring your food intake without being obsessive about it um, and enjoying a drink or two. So I hope that was helpful. Please subscribe, leave me a review and share this podcast on your Instagram um, if you found it helpful and send me a DM sometime. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.